what's happening, how to buy a homies. Today's one of my favorite kinds of episodes. This is a real life story from real life first time home buyers, a couple who closed on their first home telling us and you how they did it. I can't wait. So let's get right into it. Hello, my How to Buy a Homies. I'm so excited. These are my favorite episodes. Even I messed up last week because they're on the East Coast and I went on the Zoom at the wrong time. They're still gracious <laughs> enough to come back for me. Ken and Danielle, say hi to everybody. Say hello to the world. Hey, hi. Hello, hello. Now, they have a home and they're Zooming from two different places. So I have to ask you, are you Zooming in two different rooms or is one of you at a job because you have to pay for a mortgage? Yeah. The latter. <laughs> yeah, so I'm actually a uh, reservist with the Air Force. And so I've been flying back and forth between Maryland and Dayton, Ohio, where I do my duty at. Are you on for your- almost two years now? Wow. Are you on yeah. your two weeks active because you're a reservist or you're just going back? That's and- right. You're on your active now. Two weeks active. Okay. Yeah, so I just did my weekend this past Saturday and Sunday. And then this week, I'll be here for five days. And then I'll travel back home to Maryland, where I will hopefully be for the rest of the year. Because we just found some great news where I'll be actually working at one of the bases in uh, Maryland. now. So looking forward to being home with my wife and my my little one. How old is your daughter? Yeah. How old is your daughter? She is 11 months. Wow. Yeah. So you guys are the crazy people that I'll jump into that first. You're the crazy people that bought a home with an infant. How did that go? (laughs) Dude. How do you see homes? How do you go look at homes when you have an infant? Did you do the one stay in the car thing or how did you do it? It worked out well where she was at school a lot of the day. And we would go see homes with Kate during the workday, and then we would pick her up. But there was a couple Saturdays where we went to some open houses, and she came with us. I mean, okay, I've got to ask because you said it. I know my listeners. You said eleven months, right? That's right. School? She's eleven months now. Well, okay. So I call it school because she does learn. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. I was like, I've been through, I got two. I know preschool doesn't start till three or four, (laughs) y'all. No, I like to get in the habit of calling it school because she does learn there. So it's not just someone, the kids over watching TV and kids are just tearing up the house. No, she's learning. So cool. Ken, did you rock the baby Bjorn? When uh, to look at houses, the, the oh, absolutely, back. yeah, absolutely, yeah. And yeah. then there are a few times where we took the car seat as well, right? Because yep. it can't get through the door with the car seat. That's a problem right there. <laughs> yeah, so we can't move into it if we can't get through the door. <laughs> well, and then when you look yeah, at houses, yeah. you do a couple bicep curls with the car seat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did all that. <laughs> I just yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> So tell everyone your story. When did this whole process start for you? I'll let you start with the timeline. Yeah, she was raising you know, her I hand. Remember the year. <laughs> yeah. Go for it, love. Yeah. If she lets me tell the story, I'll embellish in, uh, <laughs> in her eyes. I'll get it all wrong. <laughs> no, not all wrong. So initially, it started in July. No, actually, it was late June of 2020. So in the thick of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And we have a couple of friends who were looking at homes and had bought a new build. And they were telling us about it. So we're like, all right, let's go take a look at it. Went to take a look at it. And we really liked it. And But the timeline was very quick. Like, there's only two more left. And you got to get it before it's gone. And so we said, all right, well, let's give ourselves 30 days to see if this is what we're going to do, because we had not looked at buying a home before that time. So we like spend time doing all this research, watching YouTube videos of the VA loan and that process and looking Mm up home buying courses, just you name it, we were looking into it. And I think it maybe was 
the second week in July, we were going to Ohio because he was on Air Force duty. And I looked up your podcast or I looked up a podcast about home buying and I saw Mm -hmm. your podcast and we actually listened to your podcast on the way to Ohio. And we were like, oh yeah, this is great information. We can do this. And then maybe a couple of weeks later said, well, what actually was Kenneth to say, this doesn't feel right. It feels like a lot is happening very quickly. And so we decided not to move forward with that new build. Fast forward to November, 2021. Little did I know that Kenneth here had been listening to your podcast <laughs> for like a couple weeks. And we were also thinking about the next move for us the following year, whether we're going to move into another apartment. So I had been looking up apartments and little did I know, Kenneth was listening to your podcast and he came to me one Saturday. I never forget. It's like, so love, um, I think we should look at buying a home. And I'm like, what? <laughs> buying a home? <laughs> like, where did this come from? He's like, well, you know, I've been listening to Dave and I just really feel confident that we can, we can buy a home. And, you know, I was really listening to the, the Madison story. And I'm like, she's 24 years old and she bought a home. We can do this. And I'm like, all right, well, let's do it. And so that's when I think I reached back out to you saying like, hey, we're ready to buy. Send us a unicorn realtor. And then you hooked us up with Kate, who was a godsend unicorn realtor, mm, who hooked us up with a unicorn lender. And here we are. We bought a home. I could say thank you. End of podcast. That's it. Did everyone hear that? <laughs> yeah. No. And I will say that's a great summary, love. You definitely landed the plane there. <laughs> which is not my typical which is why he mentioned it oh I have a lot of air force analogies all right <laughs> yeah. well, before we hit record here kenneth was saying that it's the planning process and maybe you could have done it in 2020 but it sounds to me like what really got it going was when it's not just all about me and my podcast but that initiated the research beginning mm-hmm. for you yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I say, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, what surprised you during the research? Because you obviously didn't pull the trigger on the first one. So once mm-hmm. you got into it, and I am the official podcast of road trips. Every time anyone travels somewhere, they're like, we right. just said, we're going to figure out how to buy a home on the way to Uncle Joe's. So, <laughs> <laughs> No, and I'll say it happened just like that, right? We were driving to Ohio this time. Usually I fly, but... We decided we binge listened to How to Buy a Home podcast and learned a lot. Danielle took notes on the way there. And for me, I'm a program manager on the civilian side. So acquisitions is our thing. And so trying to understand the process from the beginning of the process in its infancy all the way to the end and to the grave, right? And in the beginning, feel like we were getting a very good explanation of how things were going to progress from start to end. And that's one of the things that added to the unease that I had. And then kind of prior to that, Danielle had been laid off. And so she had gotten uh, rehired afterwards. And so I'm thinking about all these things and bank accounts, finance, is this going to be the best decision for us to make right now for not just Danielle and myself, but for our little one who was getting ready to be brought into the world at that time. And then on top of that, it was kind of a high pressure sales technique that I really didn't appreciate either with, oh, well, we only have so many homes left and the price is going to continue to increase as long as you wait. And it's like, okay, then it's just not for us. So you can keep it. (laughs) Now, I think Um, that's, I was just going to say, I think that's a wonderful point. Yeah. Right now, We're recording this in March of 2022, and it's the hardest time for me to help people because I'm totally with you, but I am telling people, I wish you'd started planning in 2021, but you didn't. So here, I need you to plan. I need you to binge my podcast. I need you to listen to the newer episodes, and I need you to get caught up in a week because Mm -hmm. the prices are going to go up. Now, Mm -hmm. for you guys, you were fortunate. Life happens have people buy a house when they're super pregnant, but sometimes that's going to take priority. And the first got you going. And as you were moving through the process then, and you were learning about it for, for other people out there who are military, tell us how the VA loan Mm -hmm. affected your decision. 
big nods from Daniel. Oh, man, it made it super easy, right? So going back to the planning process you asked about initially, we, since we had talked about it previously in the early 2000s, we had took a look at our finances and really tried to figure out, okay, well, if this is something we're going to do, where are we going to pull the money at for a deposit on the home? How are we going to pay for closing costs and, and so on and so forth? So we were already in that mindset. We were already putting money away. Thankfully, we both were working at that time. So we were able to not only buy extra stuff for the Bambino, but also put money away in an account for this future purchase. So although we didn't continue to look at homes, it was always in the back of our mind. It was always something we thought about as far as needing a new place to go because we were in a one bedroom, me, my wife, and our daughter. <laughs> yes. So it gets real interesting, right? And so looking at the VA loan and understanding how it works with regards to not having to put anything down on the loan was just the icing on the cake for us. It definitely opened up the aperture for us to be able to buy a home that maybe would have not been able to afford had we needed to put a down payment on it. So yeah, for all the veterans out there, if you're not thinking about the VA loan at this point in time where you're, you're looking to buy a home, you need to be, right? If you're not, you're wrong. So get it together. And, I'm glad you said uh, it. Figure it out. ASAP. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you said it because I was thinking it big time. It's just the most incredible loan. And for someone like you, and you guys are such a great success story. Number one, shopping with the Bambino. Thank you for the suck up to my last name is Sidoni. So I appreciate that. <laughs> I was a Bambino forever. I think I got the high school before they stopped calling me that. My grandma never did. But (laughs) (laughs) the VA loan offers you the possibility of not only an opportunity to have zero down, but you said a couple great things there, Kenneth. I want people to understand. He said, but you did save for closing costs. What people also need to understand about a VA loan is there's no PMI on a Mm -hmm. VA loan. It's one of the great, the whole program is fantastic. And there's just great rates. And you guys... Tell me about this, because I know Danielle was so nice to talk about the unicorn team that helped you. I have people that are calling me right now saying, I keep getting beat by people with 20% down. There's no way for me to get a house with 10% down or 5% down or 3% down. You guys put zero down and got a house in the middle of this crazy market. How'd you pull that off? I think for me, that was a slight concern, especially as we got into the process of looking at homes. And when we put in our first offer, And we thought it was a really strong offer. Of course, we offered over the list price. And it came back that we were beat out by someone else who basically waived everything and put down a down payment. And so I became a little discouraged because Kate, she was real with us. She said that it's hard having a VA loan because you can't waive the appraisal. Like the VA has to do the appraisal. And that's something that we couldn't waive. So I got a little down, but she was like, no, it's okay. We're still in the, you just don't put an offer on your first house. So it's okay. And then the second home we saw, we loved, and it's actually five minutes from where we used to live. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which is so funny. But we saw it, we loved it. And again, put a very competitive offer in. And I don't know why, but the owners, they accepted it. I can't explain why we did write like a little bit of, I know, but it was really, the blue wall is beautiful. First time homeowners with the little family. Mm-hmm. That was it. But they chose us for whatever reason. Doesn't matter. I'm very grateful. I'm sure it had to do with, I mean, you already praised the unicorn team you had. I'm sure that your offer was presented strong. Yes. And I meant to mention that our oh, yeah. lender did call the realtor. And I don't know what he said, but he called them. And I'm like, oh, that's great. He called them. I'll tell you what he said. Those people just clicked rocket mortgage and got a pre-approval. I'm a real person. I'm a real lender. I have seen their finances. Mm -hmm. I have looked at everything about him. She's an amazing individual who lost a job during the pandemic, got pregnant and still got a job back. So she's very employable. All those Mm -hmm. things, the presentation of the offer speaks volumes. Mm -hmm. And that's incredible. Okay. So Besides figuring out that you should plan, and I applaud the people who just go out and like, let's go look at houses. Let's see what happens. Were there any other things that surprised you about the process that you thought, 
oh, I never knew about this or I never knew about that? One thing for me was how quick it was and not the process of looking at homes. Like we looked at over 200 homes online. Like that was yeah. brutal. But the process from putting in an offer to closing was, I don't know why I thought oh, it was so long, but it took less than 30 days over the Christmas holiday. We were able to close on the home. Something else that surprised me was how long the contract was, yep. <laughs> like number of pages. I thought it was just the realtor calls and say, hey, we're putting an offer in. This is the amount. Yeah. And when she sent it to us, I'm like, oh, man, we got to read all this in yeah. like an hour. <laughs> and that's what I'll piggyback on. It was the amount of information you have to consume in a short period of time, right? Mm-hmm. Because everything, when you are in the, how do you say, the contract closeout phase, mm-hmm. you are on each day is a delay to your closing day. So you're getting documents through the email, you're looking at those, you're signing them, you're sending it back to your lender, your realtor team, and they're pressing on to the next task. And so I think that was the thing that was a surprise to me was the amount of information you had to look over and try and make sure you understand well enough where you put your name on it. I think that's the big thing for me. My folks, when I grew up, were a huge proponent of telling me, don't put your name on something you don't understand. <laughs> and then you and got so an offer accepted I'm, and you got a whole bunch of DocuSigns where they said, just click the button. Just click the button. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. So they're looking at me like, you're, you're going to read through every page? Yes. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> I might have been up till 2 a.m., but yes. I read through every page. <laughs> That brings up a really great point, something that I think a lot of our listeners can really benefit from. When you're working with a unicorn realtor, you know, be prepared. It's going to go fast, really, really fast. So one of the great things you can do is once you get going with a unicorn, you can ask them. And I'm starting to do this more and more this year. Say, hey, would you send me a blank contract? And Mm. so at night, when you're looking through on Wednesday night, you're looking through all the homes to look at. Stop. 10 minutes earlier than you usually do and read two pages of the contract and then do it again on Thursday night and then Friday, finish it up. And then Saturday go out. Probably the reason it's not, we're not doing that as often right now is because we know that you guys are going to write three or four or five offers. (laughs) The market's so competitive, but that is a great tip for people. And the other great tip that you guys mentioned, and this is why I love doing these interviews like this, because I do this every day. I give a speech to everybody when we get in to say, okay, the next 10 days are going to be, I call it the paperwork avalanche. Once you get that offer accepted, it's just like, boom, disclosures. And then your lenders, like, give me all your tax forms. I need hair from your baby. I need to see every receipt you had. And it can get really intense. So be ready for it. Be ready for it. It was almost like hazing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is. And it's so funny because in this market, they act like, oh, you're so lucky you got a house. Now do all this. And then they throw all that stuff at you. Yes. Yes. We're very grateful for our team. How about the home shopping process? Any tips for anybody out there who's getting ready to get out there and do it? Now, you guys did it during the holiday season. Were there any did you do driving around and looking at neighborhoods first where you've said it was five minutes? So you were very familiar. Any kind of general tips for anyone who to help them when they're out looking, whether it was internet sites that you enjoyed or just times of day, just to go look at places, any of that stuff? I'd say have a list of things that you want. Danielle did a really good job of putting together a spreadsheet that had a few things in that that we talked about that we wanted in a home, right? At least needed to have three bedrooms. It needed to have two bathrooms. Two of those bathrooms needed to be on the same level. The laundry room had to be on the same level as the bedroom. So just all of these. You got laundry room on the bedroom level? Yes. Yes. That's like gold in California. (laughs) Yeah. All downstairs. My wife would pay a gazillion dollars. She keeps asking me to move it upstairs. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, just put That's that add on on the outside of the house. <laughs> on the flip side, what'd you give up? Was there anything you gave up and why? We gave up a yard. And why? I'll say why for me. I think Kenneth may have his own why. 
For me, the home is the town home. Mm-hmm. The home had everything that was on our list from the two car garage to the laundry on the bedroom floor to the number of bedrooms to having an office, like everything that was on our list was there. And the neighborhood also was, we wanted it to be at least 20, 25 minutes from where our daughter's school is. Mm -hmm. That was definitely on the list. And it checked all the boxes except for a yard. But we have an in-unit. So that means a yard is right next to our house. So it's not our yard, but it is close to our home. (laughs) Another great point. And I will throw in my two cents as a person who, when my child was one turned one back in 2007, we were still in our townhome. But my mm-hmm. wife had the forethought. She bought it before we got married. So I sold mm-hmm. my place and we moved over there. And she bought one of the ones that had the green belt in the front yard. So we had the one-year-old party on our quote-unquote front yard. But really, oh, we just yeah. with it through our HOA dues. But that's a great one. So neighborhood. So checking all the boxes doesn't necessarily mean checking all the boxes. It's checking most of the boxes. Yeah. The oh, yeah. Boxes. Absolutely. Yeah, I think maybe one of the biggest things that I want to add when yeah. talking about that list is be realistic with yourself. I can't recall how many times Danielle asked me, am I sure that I want X, Y, and Z? So I work in downtown DC. And so for me, it's pretty important to be able to jump on the metro and head down to work so that I don't have to sit in traffic. And so being near a metro, we're within walking distance is most ideal. And I know we were looking at some places that were about 10 to 15 minutes away from a metro driving wise. So you can just double that if you're talking about walking. But I would say definitely be realistic with yourself when creating that list. And it doesn't need to be your dream sheet, but at least understand at a minimum what it is that you want in a home. As far as things that we gave up, I can't say that for me, okay, I would say appliances were things that I let go, right? So I guess one of the no-nos that we did in our negotiation process is waive the home inspection. And we kind of took a calculated risk on that, I think, because the home was built in 2005. And so my thought process and and talking with KR Realtor as well is like, okay, so the home has been around for almost 15, 20 years. Yes, there could be some issues. Yes, things are are probably going to begin to break. Water heaters, furnaces are probably at the end of their life. Mm -hmm. But let's put an offer in going into the door, knowing those things, and we can handle those on the back end if they begin to fail or something of that nature. I think that was one of the things that made our offer really strong, as well as utilizing what's the name of the strategy where you price escalation. Yeah. Oh, you did the escalation. So we used the absolutely. Yeah. Because I didn't like that we lost on the first offer. (laughs) (laughs) And he's very competitive. Yeah. An escalation clause for those of you out there listening is when you put in an offer and you know it's going to be a multiple offer situation and you say, we will match or beat another offer or let us know what the other offers are and we'll maybe go up a thousand or two thousand more as opposed to just saying, okay, here's our first offer. And then they say, here's a multiple counter offer, they call it. Instead of you just saying, okay, we're going to offer 10,000 more. You say, we're going to offer 10,000 more. And then some of them might be structured like you would say, we're going to offer 10,000 more and we'll offer up to 5,000 more the next offer up to 600 or whatever you want. You can cap it or you can just say, I don't care what it is, whatever the next offer is, we're going to go. But I'm sure you guys had to be wary and make sure you still had your appraisal as part of it, right? Right, right. And we weren't in the business of writing a blank check, David. Yeah. Well, you can't because you have to get an appraisal. So. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, yeah. That was probably the biggest thing for me was the appliances, right? So we have a downdraft and a cooktop. And Mm -hmm. those things were needed to be replaced as well as the dishwasher. So we were able to ascertain that during a walkthrough of the home, though. So we just kind of went into it knowing that we were going to have to buy those things. And so I was just gonna say, I know it's silly. Sometimes I feel like I don't have to 
I think, gosh, I'm not, I don't really have to tell them this, do I? But when we're talking about a brand new home, when you're talking about the commute, all I'm thinking is not stuck in traffic. I'm thinking about half an hour a day or an hour a day away from the little one. Mm. And however much those appliances are cost for you for seven hours a week, five hours a week, I would have bought a $25,000 appliance package to have that time with my infant. Yes. And maybe not my teenager, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's great. He's great. Yes. Could I comment on the appraisal part? Cause I yes, think please. Everyone wants to know about this. Yes. So <laughs> the VA, of course they did their appraisal and they appraised the home for 25,000 more than what we put our offer in on. I'm sorry. Did you hear that? I mean, yeah. 25,000 more. Yes. And we yeah. were that one, we didn't have to pay the appraisal difference if there was any. And two, mm -hmm. we have a home that has equity in it going into yeah. it. That so. is called instant equity. And when mm -hmm. did you close Danielle? January 4th. Mm. And today is March 14th. So let's see if you had $25,000 on the day you closed, there you go. Happy housewarming gift. There's your appliances, by the way, Kenneth. <laughs> there are some other things I want to do to the kitchen as well. We well, said that we would give it a year, though. <laughs> well, here's the great thing. You had $25,000 worth of equity. Okay. Now, over the last few months, what is it, eight weeks, you've probably made another twenty-five easy. So now when you get to the point later on, as you're owning the home, you can figure out once you get to a certain point where you can do a home equity line of credit and fix up the house. And the nice thing about having no money down, too, is you secured a home with a low down payment. So you any extra savings that you have, I mean, I'm assuming you didn't break the bank and use everything on your closing costs. You still have some money left, right? Absolutely. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, you had to. You had to buy those appliances. And <laughs> so yeah. who's the cook? Does that mean you're the cook, Kenneth? We both cook, actually. Okay, cool. Yes, yes. Danielle more so than, than me. I'm more of a uh, rice and meat kind of person. Mm -hmm. Danielle, she likes a lot more variety. Yes. And the kitchen works for both of you guys to do what you need to do? <laughs> <laughs> it does. So we have an island. It has a cooktop in it, and we're not used to that setup. We're used to having an island where you can just do everything on it. And so yeah. we're figuring out how to maneuver in that type of kitchen so he's not thrilled about it but no i'm just gonna any, change it if you have any wall space anywhere anywhere in the kitchen dining area they're okay. rolling <laughs> countertops and you can get one that's a butcher block and yeah. you're rolling one in the corner and it sits over there and then when you're cooking you bring it over next to the stove and you do all your chopping on the butcher block and then you, oh, you look at those faces. I'm telling you, I, I like love that. it. For people yeah. who don't have islands, I recommend it all the time. And it just rolls. And the bottom of it, what's awesome, a lot of people like the wine rack on the bottom. I like the one that have a pot hanger because then you get all that cabinet mm. space. You take all the pots out, you hang the pots underneath it because my Italian grandma hung them up on the top of the kitchen area. But you hang the pots down there. Now you have more space underneath. And then you roll that over so you can do all your chopping. And it's a great little yeah. thing for the kitchen. You're speaking my language, utility. <laughs> utility, yes. Trust me, you yeah. get one of those, I'll probably call you and have you video all the things that you do to it because you'll find 16 other ways to hang stuff and get stuff in there. <laughs> oh, yes, you would. This is okay. true. <laughs> I know everyone wants to know because a lot of people are asking, talk to me about, was part of the scary document stuff, the HOA's documents? that came during that avalanche of paperwork? Was it, I mean, yeah. people always freak out about yeah. the HOA documents because they're so thick. Yeah, yeah. The HOA document we got was 44 pages long. A lot of it was legal jargon that I had yeah. to get online to kind of decipher and figure out what it meant. But after reading it, I felt a lot more confident about buying the home and understanding what we would be getting ourselves into. There are a couple of odd things that I saw in there, but there wasn't anything that I felt was super egregious that I needed to push back on. That's good. That's mm -hmm. good. Tell people all the time, look through it. And most of the time people say it was an inch thick and I just wanted to see if, where I could park. And that's you know <laughs> the main thing they're looking for. <laughs> yeah. Well, once you get through that, you understand that's going to be part of your process. 
And I'm pretty harsh on the podcast about waiving inspection. And that's because I have a lot of people who are buying older homes, a terrible <laughs> home under 20 years. If you've never bought a home before and you're listening to this podcast, first of all, good for you. According to Kenneth and Danielle, you're planning. So good job. But understand that with the townhome, anytime you've got HOA fees, your insurance, the main reason you have insurance on a piece of property that you own is in case of a fire and in case of the roof and in case of the foundation. Well, all that is covered by the HOA. So the big stuff you're looking for on the inspection, and I know I keep joking about it, but it's, it's the appliances, Kenneth. Okay, I know I can replace that. I know I can replace that. But the big things, you don't have to worry about them inspecting the foundation because the foundation is covered by the HOA. You don't have to worry about them inspecting the roof. Anything that is attached to other properties in your unit, that's going to be covered by the HOA. I'm not saying it's going to be super fun if it happens because everybody on your little block is going to be getting something fixed, but it's not super fun when your own house has the problem. But it's one less thing you actually have to worry about on the inspection. And I know you guys were in good hands. And if you go into it eyes wide open, that can still be a good position for you. And I was going to say, and that's you talk about that. That is one thing I, I want to give a shout out to Kate Herzig. Out of, is it EXP Realty? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because as we went through looking at multiple homes, right, she kept it real with us and gave us an idea of a better idea would be for us being moving into a new home. I think there was one we were looking at and she mentioned to us that it was another town home and the master bedroom didn't have a door to it. And she was saying, okay, well, just think about when your daughter gets of age to come back on your door. Uh Oh, there is no door. So she's just coming right in. (laughs) So um, It's fine now because she can't get out of that sleeper, but she'll be able to soon. (laughs) Right, right. So there were things like that we weren't thinking of. We were just bedazzled by the idea of moving into our own home and maybe the nice walls and nice appliances and things of that nature. But she really did help us think through the utility of the home that we were going to be buying it. And that was something that I really appreciate it. She appealed to your utility. See, now I know she did it just because she's a good unicorn realtor, but it's amazing what you attract to the utility of it because you can get Danielle, like were you going into it thinking I'm okay with the fixer or did you want your little HGTV (laughs) home right away? I was the in-between. Kenneth and I had this conversation. I said, if we buy a home, the kitchen needs to be done and the bathrooms need to be mostly done. Because especially with having a young child, I do not want to be in a kitchen where I can't cook or we can't cook. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't need everything to be perfect, but I needed those two things, the bathrooms and the kitchen to be livable. Other things... We can figure it out. Now, when he came to you, did he secretly been listening to my podcast, which is kind of creepy and kind of flattering all at the same time? Did you guys have those discussions then? Or did you have them with Kate? We had them before we met with Kate. And it was kind of an ongoing thing because I also told him that I prefer not to look at homes that were 1950s and older, Mm -hmm. preferably. So as we were looking at more homes, and saw what was available, we had those conversations about what we would be willing to do. And that site, I don't, I can't remember what the site is called, but it's the site where all the homes are listed and it's a site that Kate's- MLS. MLS, yeah, that's the Zillow and Redfin are for the public, the MLS are the realtor ones. It's multiple listing service. It's also Um, major league soccer, so. Well, that (laughs) was- wonderful in helping us to really have those real conversations about what we would be willing to buy. Because before we looked at that, we was like, oh, well, we think we want this, we think we want that. But once we actually started looking at homes, we had these discussions on, okay, well, this is what this home offers. Could it work? And sometimes mom was like, no, let's just delete it and move on to the next. So it was really ongoing, I would say. Yeah. I think that's great advice. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. One thing we haven't talked about a lot during our conversation are the numbers. 
but I want to make sure I mention it because that is an important part as well. Know your numbers, be able to go into the conversation, knowing those and understanding what it is that you are willing to sacrifice on when you go to the table to negotiate. Because if you can pack those things into your contract, when your realtor submits your offer, I think it gives you that much more of a better chance to have a contract that the buyer or the seller rather is going to be willing to accept. Yeah. The biggest piece for us was the monthly costs. And so even though we started out like low, so we are in the DMV, the DC, Maryland, Virginia area. So we started out thinking we might want something for about 450,000. And that's still a lot of money to both of us. Right. But we, at the end of the day, yeah. At the end of the day, realized we could probably be somewhere between four fifty and six fifty, and be able to live comfortably. And I think that's we ended up buying somewhere in the middle there. But knowing your numbers and understanding where you can move money and your to accommodate your, your monthly payments is going to be crucial prior to going in and looking at any home or writing any kind of offer. Now wait, that was awesome. Say that last part again. Know your numbers but know where you can move money around. Yes. Because yes, the- know where you can move money around on the monthly basis because it's, uh, although it is a marathon, you have to be able to sprint throughout the month to get to the end of the race. So know where you're going people- and, and know what you can move. Yeah. If your lender's got you set up, then you no longer are looking at the price and the price tag. You already know, okay, at 450, we pay this a month. At 500, we pay this a month. At 525, we pay this a month. And at 575, we can still make it like our 550 payment or 525 payment. But that means we're going to have to take a little bit of savings and up the down payment or whatever it is. But if you know all those numbers ahead of time, it's less of a shock to your system because when you find that one home that you want to stretch for, Instead of going, oh my God, we only wanted to pay five fifty. That home's six hundred. You're looking at it going, well, I didn't want to take all my savings out, but for that house, I'll take most of my savings out, mm-hmm. and it changes your perspective. Yep, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Well, it sounds to yeah. me like planning, planning, planning was the key for you guys. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Outside of me, low key listening to your podcast without my wife. <laughs> <laughs> On the DL. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah, so here I was, thought he was listening to some other podcast. And nope. Yeah. So thought he was just listening to something, some true crime stuff, but nothing <laughs> that was educational. And I tell people all the time, you can go to college with podcasts. If you got to mm-hmm. commute, you can get a four year. I mean, I've studied so much and it's been so fun. And then when I'm really tired, I throw on my comedy podcasts, but there's so much that you can learn and, and you guys being able to work together. I mean, there are huge pieces here. Know your numbers. Yes. Check the boxes, but don't worry about checking all of them. Yes. The commute is huge. I'm getting so many people right now that are telling me that they're thinking about going way out because mm. why not? But for you guys, the choice was my job is here and we're going to have a place that we enjoy and we're probably not going to be here forever, but mm-hmm. that commute time is important to you. And that's an important piece you have to figure out. I think a lot of times people forget that. I tell people when you're looking on Zillow and Redfin, make sure you learn how to use those map buttons <laughs> and then take it and put it in Google Maps and see how long it takes to get to your office. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it doesn't look that big when it's on your laptop screen or on your phone screen, <laughs> but then you yep. punch it in and it's like, oh, 48 minutes changes everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we did that. Changes your perspective. It really does. Yeah. But yeah, made you guys go ahead and get something that maybe you hadn't thought about at the beginning. And now, did the end unit affect you guys? Because I always think that's a cool thing. The Um, fact that it wasn't in unit. Yeah. Oh, I was really happy about that because you get extra windows and I love natural light. So (laughs) I think we get four extra windows. And so it just, game changer. See, now what's crazy, yeah. you guys are going to be shopping with a partner. If you're not watching it online, 
Kenneth was like, eh, whatever. And she was like, ooh, windows. <laughs> right. Basically. Uh, what we found out after we bought the home is we need to put some curtains over those windows so that yeah. <laughs> it's not super cold in our home. <laughs> yes. Yes. The window covering is a must. Is a must. Mm-hmm. Okay. So wrapping things up here, since you guys have been there for a couple months, the big question I have for you, are you all unpacked? <laughs> Well, what do you think the answer to that question is? <laughs> uh, so Please tell me I'll your dishes like are at least in the cabinets. You're not getting dishes out of boxes, are you? Maximum utility. <laughs> most of the dishes are out. Not all, most. but most. We're not going into boxes and getting anything. Everything okay. that we need is out. And you know what the motivation for getting the dishes out? We ran out of paper plates. So... <laughs> And didn't want to buy it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because about what happened was your first few weeks there, because you don't have a mortgage payment, sometimes for 30 or 45 days. So you were just like, give me those paper plates. And then the first mortgage payment came and you went, get those dishes. Yeah. (laughs) You need to get those dishes. (laughs) Yeah. What's your difference Um, between your rent and your mortgage? Your old rent. You're never leasing again. I think it's about a, what, 1200 or is it less? It's about a thousand if you include parking because okay. mm-hmm. it's a, it's a yeah, deal. so sure. it's about a thousand dollars. And you difference. and you guys were prepped for that once the process got going. Yep. Mm-hmm. Good. And you're comfortable and happy and knowing that you had the stretch before you got in there, and now you're realizing you're going to be there for a long time. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. I think we're really, really satisfied at. I know we talked about just being in the DMD area and how long we want to live there. And so we really feel good about where we bought it, knowing that the next person who may be looking at our home will see that it's near Metro, right? And so location matters. And I think that'll also help us with our selling process. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people have the luxury of being a million percent certain that seven, 10, 12 years from now, the biggest business in town is still going to be there. Because mm. <laughs> Amazon might just up and leave for, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe in Detroit, but then look what happened to them. But I'm pretty sure the DMV is always going to be, you got a nice town home there, you're going to be able to sell that to somebody for sure. Yeah. yeah. So the Department of Defense, yep. Department of Homeland, none of those places are going anywhere anytime soon. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> Any last pieces of advice for anyone out there listening? Because it's so exciting to know that you guys, during the pandemic, started thinking about this. And now here you are when everyone was talking about how crazy the market was last year, and you're a zero down buyer. So any pieces of advice for anyone out there who's thinking about starting this process? Plan, 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 plan. I know. And I, the reason I'm saying plan is I'm thinking of a couple people that were saying, yeah, I'm thinking about buying a home, but I really need to continue to save. So I'm just, I'm not going to talk to a realtor or a lender right now. I'm just going to keep focusing on these key things. And the fact of the matter is talking, getting a unicorn team to help you walk through the process and the lender can tell you, okay, where you need to improve in is so monumental. I mean, even though we didn't need a lot of guidance, or I'm going to say guidance, like we had great credit, just things were in line for us. So we didn't need all of that guidance that they could have provided, but we knew if we did need it, he was there. I mean, he had a spreadsheet that he put the numbers. I mean, you could tell he was very prepared and that made us feel good that, you know, if we did need to come to him for whatever advice that he would be there and willing to work with us. So planning with you and your partner or whomever, and then planning with your unicorn team is crucial. And I think that's a big thing that I want a lot of the listeners to understand, because there are a lot of people that are listening with me and you guys in their ear holes right now, and they're never even thought about it. And they're at the beginning phases. Great. If you can have a guide, you're mm-hmm. going to get there so much faster. And a good guy doesn't care if it's going to take two or three years. And then if you're on the other end of the spectrum, like you guys, it's like taking a professional athlete 
and then bringing in a guru and suddenly you're almost there and just give me a couple little tricks and boom, now you're a hall of famer just like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And that's what that team was able to do for you to be like, Oh, good. Smart people. Come on here. Good. You did good with your credit. <laughs> you did good with your money. Now let's do this. Let's do that. And yeah. we'll get you something even with the VA loan. That's incredible. Yeah. I would say plan, know your numbers, ask questions, and don't be afraid to ask them until you understand. If your team isn't willing to sit there and explain it to you until several different ways, until it's crystal clear to you, then they're probably not the team for you. And then I'd say just show yourself some grace because it is a lengthy process. And as far as looking through homes and finding but when you put a bid in on something that you really want and you don't get it, that's all right. Dust yourself off and move to the next one. I love it. Grace, mercy, and forgiveness in this market. And I always tell my clients, never be insulted. You guys are wonderful people. I am going to talk to you like you're in kindergarten. And I'm going to say things five times. And anytime you want to just put your hand up and go, Sedoni, I'm good. But because that clarification is so important. And I think oh, what yeah. you guys hit is so key. It's never too early to start planning. If you're somewhere in your, now don't call me if you're 16, but if you're somewhere and you're paying rent, start thinking about it. I do have an 18 year old that called me. I love that dude. He's like, I'm in college. When I get out, how long when I have my job before they'll give me a loan? <laughs> like, you go, buddy. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Madison in the making. <laughs> oh, Madison in the making. I know. Yeah. I just talked to her today. She's doing yes. great. I love Outstanding. her. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Enjoying the unicorn bubble. <laughs> the unicorn bubble. I know. I love it. I love it. You guys, this is so awesome and so amazing. So everyone out there, Kenneth and Danielle have helped you to understand the big P word. Plan, everybody. Plan. It is truly important. It will save you so many more headaches on the back end or save you from so many headaches on the back end. Totally agree. Thanks, guys. Enjoy your house. Thank you, Dave. Okay, so if you had any doubts about buying your first home, these guys did it, and they had a little Bambino in tow while they did that. Huh? Pretty exciting. If they shop for a home like that, having to carry a little baby around, well, then guess what? You can do this, too. I'm really glad there were so many tips and tricks in there, so many great things for you guys, but I just want to make sure you understood and you heard the main theme. Did you hear the theme? Plan. Plan. That was the main theme. It's the number one most valuable piece of advice for anyone that ever wants to buy a home. Period. The end. Discussion over. You want to know where to start to buy your first home? Plan. You want to know when you should start your plan? Yesterday. And how do you find the right plan for you? Well, how about 80 episodes of content right there on your phone? It's right there, right there for you. All you got to do is figure out what phase you're in. And then you find a unicorn yourself, or you ask me to share one with you. You meet your realtor, you meet a lender, and you get your action steps, no matter how small, and you start that plan today. Kenneth and Danielle are really smart, really good people with good jobs and good finances, And when they tried to look at new build homes and do this on their own, well, it all came at them too fast and they felt too pressured and unsure. So the cure for the unsure, a plan. Are you sensing my thing now? It started with Kenneth making my podcast his dirty little secret. I love you, Kenneth, but how long did you have to listen before you realized that maybe you should start, I don't know, getting your partner involved, get her on board and listening to the planning? Just a thought, bro. Look, as I record this right now, it's the middle of March 2022, and I'm not sure you're watching the news, but gang, things going a little nuts right now. We have a stock market in turbulence. We've got global uncertainty. We've got a housing market that truly defies all logic. So in an upside down world, I want to share something with you that is so, so super important. This has got to be like one of my main themes. It's huge. I should print this out and put this on the wall behind me. This statement alone could save you thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars, especially when we're talking over your lifetime. And look, I'm telling you, this is the most important thing ever. And I'm not selling you anything. I'm just telling you this today because this concept 
It turns your largest monthly monetary output into a wealth growing fund because you're already going to pay for shelter and you would eventually want to buy a home someday. If that's where you're at, here it is. Everyone always asks me, what's the top tip? What's the number one thing you would tell a first time buyer? Well, here it is. No matter what's going on in the world, the number one greatest way to take advantage of the global uncertainty is not to wait it out by doing nothing. Buying now is not your only course of action. I'm not saying you have to run out and buy right now because things are uncertain. Who knows? But planning during this time period while everyone else is panicking and burying their head in the sand, planning right now will set you up for the most advantageous results later on, no matter what happens. Start your planning now and you're going to be in a better position. No matter what's going on with the world, the housing market, the stock market, if you start today, you're going to be in a position to do so much more and whatever you want down the line. Now I know what you're thinking. Okay, cool. Well, thanks a lot for that information. So I'm going to keep saving and, and reducing my debt and doing all those things that you told me to do. Yes, that's a good plan. But you know what a better plan is? Find a pro team that's willing to work with you right now, even though you're not going to be a paycheck anytime soon, even though you have no idea when you want to be a paycheck, even though you have no idea what you're doing in this turbulent world. When things get crazy, that's time for you to make a plan. So whenever you do this, whether it's by necessity or whether it's by your own personal choice to wait, you're going to have more options later on. And it's going to be guided by a professional team that whenever you're ready, they're going to be there for you. Again, buying now is not your only course of action. Planning is going to get you in a better position to take advantage, whether things slow down, whether they drop or whether they keep going up. Planning means you're in the driver's seat. Many people think sitting around and waiting for prices to drop or for rates to change or for the uncertainty to settle down is taking action by non-action. I totally get that. That makes sense. You think things are nuts right now. I'm not going to jump into this. So cool. You decide to wait it out. Well, I get it. It's like figuring out in November that you want a new mattress. And so you're going to wait to buy a new mattress that you really want when the big sales hit in February. Yeah, that's a great plan. But here's the big difference. You know how to buy a mattress. I'm not sure you know everything there is to know about how to buy a home. I'm 16 years into this and I got to tell you the truth. There's a lot of stuff going on in 2022 that I don't even understand how to work it. Now I'm figuring out how to work it. My expertise is helping me get to the solutions faster, but this is not buying a mattress. You know how to save money and you know where to save it. It's a plan because you know how to buy a mattress. You know how much you should save and where to save it and how to save it. Buying a home has so many more variables than that and other factors that take time for you to adjust, tweak, and set yourself up perfectly. So you can't just do nothing and suddenly decide to go out and look at houses. Remember the stories of my fun friend, Kenneth and Danielle, they did that. They were saving up, doing great, good jobs, good lives. And then suddenly they went out and looked at homes. And how did they feel? Pressured, unsure, scared, confused, and uncomfortable. Now, the cool thing is, let's fast forward to talking about when they had their plan together. Did you hear Danielle squeal a few times in that interview? Squealing with delight, laughing, hysterical. Did you hear Mr. Utility feel so much more comfortable when he understood the process? And he understood all the options and the ability to manipulate the things that were in front of him because that's kind of his jam, right? Mr. Utility likes that a lot. Let me tweak this and make it just right. For them, they landed the plane, as he said. Love that Air Force analogy. They got to use a VA loan to maximize their purchase. They leaned into their unicorn team and with a few compromises, just like the commute over the appliances. Sorry about that, Kenneth. Trust me, you'll thank me when you're on the beltway or the driveway or whatever you call it over there. It's going to be a shorter commute, so it's going to be a better, better decision in the long run. And that's a great, quick little compromise. And now they're in a home that has a fixed payment that will not go up just like the rents are, which, by the way, read an article today, 60 minutes had something come out, 15%. Now, I know inflation's going nuts. It's at 7 or 8%, but I don't think inflation is at 15% as of right now. So a house is a great hedge against that terrible inflation. And these guys are in their house, giggling, laughing, and utilitizing, another word I made up for all you how to buy homies, and having a good time. One of the things I'm going to tell you about this episode, go ahead, re-listen to it again. 
If you don't think you can do this, if you think that a small low down payment is something that can't get you in to get a house, if you think this is never going to work for me, I'm not sure it's going to work for everybody, but I know that most of you, if you're out there and you're renting at the average rent in your area, you can probably afford with the right guidance to figure out how to purchase a home. Re-listen to this episode again. Get those real-life affirmation tips. I've been trying to tell you for a while, but let's go over some of the ones that were really, really enticing in this podcast. So let me start with the uh, purely narcissistic one that the podcast is the greatest listening and learning tool for road trips ever invented. Maybe I'm blowing that up a little bit, but hey, look, if as long as you're not driving in a boring stretch of road, I don't want you to crash listening to me crunch numbers for you, but the podcast is a great way to learn. I heard a great thing once that if you spend a lot of time, there's a bunch of sales guys that were talking about this when books on tape. Yeah, I'm old, drank books on tape. Those are called cassettes. You used to put them inside your car and they would play music and stuff. By just listening to books on tape or books on CD or books on your playlist, now that we're in the 21st century, you can get the equivalent of a BA or a master's degree by studying in your car and listening and getting yourself educated. Knowledge is power, gang. One of the other things that they mentioned, take notes. Now, I've told you guys before, you can download the transcripts from howtobuyahome.com. You can save them electronically, or you can save them and you print them out and use paper. Don't do that. Save the world, kids. Come on now. One other thing they talked about, VA loans rock. If you're eligible, get a unicorn today because you have killer options with a VA loan. Another thing, unicorns rule. Kate crossed it for them and she hooked them up with a unicorn lender. And that lender called when the offer was put in and made them stand out in this competitive market, which I know appealed to Kenneth and his competitive nature. Another thing, once you get an offer accepted, be ready. This is just me preparing you. All right. Be ready for absolute mayhem. It's an avalanche of paperwork. And Kenneth actually compared it to hazing. And the dude was in the military, so he knows what he's talking about. Another good point, the contracts are long and detailed. Always a good idea to ask your unicorn realtor ahead of time, hey, can you send me a contract before suddenly we go look at a home and we have to write an offer in the next 15 seconds? Take a look at the contract as much as you're taking a look at Zillow. It'll help you. And then the point that I've been telling you guys for a while, compromise happens. Buying a home is a process of elimination from the inventory available. It's not a custom build that you dream up in your head. Remember, there's going to be some compromises. And the more you talk about it, the more you think about it, the more you get that going on in your head, the easier it is for you to decide when something comes up as a compromise versus a financial decision versus an emotional decision. You can't versus three things, but I just did. Okay. And one of the final points that they talked about, be ready to get creative with your offer in this competitive market. Know your numbers. Kenneth said, because he knew his numbers, he knew how to be able to move things around to make it look better to the seller. Use all the hacks that they were talking about. And there's a ton of hacks I've mentioned to you for bidding wars. You've got escalation clauses, appraisal gap coverage, a free rent back, or one of my favorites, offering to pay the seller's closing costs. It's something that can make you look good. They did it and you can do it too. And if you can't or you don't feel comfortable doing it right now, I understand. Some people aren't in a position, don't have the means. Some people are wanting to sit it and wait it out. That's cool. But your best plan is to start a plan and start that plan with the pro team as soon as possible. If you want to take advantage of something in the future, line yourself up today with educated and guided planning. Now, this is something that kind of sounds like an old man telling you you should do this, but I can't tell you when you're in a competitive market like this, having those little extras, whether it's a little extra cash or just extra ideas or extra creative things with your loan, that's going to go miles as far as you being able to be competitive. And if you're looking for other ideas, you can get tons of ideas from my Instagram feed with dozens of how-to videos. That's at davidsedoni.com. The How to Buy a Home website has great free information. Check it out at howtobuyahome.com. And there's also the YouTube page. Now, the YouTube page is getting going real big right now, and I'm excited about it. So jump on. You can stream your YouTube like my kids do when they're brushing their teeth or doing the dishes or walking the dog. Get on the YouTube page, How to Buy a Home Podcast. And last, TikTok, gang, I'm all over TikTok. I just got crazy in it right now. So where are my listeners? Where are you guys? Follow me on TikTok. Hit me up at How to Buy a Home on TikTok. There's tons of free content. I answer questions. I do trends. And you might even be able to see this old man dance.
All this stuff is free. And if it's helping you with your plan, please leave a review on Apple. And Spotify's got reviews now, too. That's a great place. It would really help us out to get the word out so we can get more stories like the story you just heard. There's a reason I give all this stuff away for free, because people like Kenneth and Danielle deserve it. They deserve to feel better than they did when they tried to do this on their own in 2022. When they tried to do this with no plan, they failed. They plan, they succeed. Simple as that. You might be confused now, but by educating yourself, getting yourself a guide sooner than you think you probably need one, you're going to find out that guy's going to be willing to help you from the beginning steps of your plans, and they're going to give you action plan steps to help you avoid the horror stories that you might have heard about. And then you too can be giggling in delight like these two buyers. You can do this. <laughs> <laughs>